You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome to the Good Lad Unscripted Podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad. I've got Anna Tigre with me today in the studio. I hope everybody finally got invited back. You finally got invited. <laughs> <laughs> Was able to book you finally. True, true, yeah. true. I gotta to talk to you. I've got to get an agent now just so I can talk to you. Um, yeah, it's it's we're having incredible weather here in Florida. I know. Actually, it's nice and cool. I, you know, yeah. winter finally got I've, here. I've missed much of January because I've been laid up. I've been, I've been sick. I have two bouts of being sick. I know. <laughs> One was this ridiculous, weird, off-the-handle infection thing that I had on, on my left leg. Yep. And that and actually it's all had healed. Me, yeah, it's all Thank healed. goodness. Yeah, but it, was, it had me down for like three, four days. Mm-hmm. And then before that, I had uh, whatever that was that's been going around. Yeah. We didn't test it, so we don't know it. We didn't test it. <laughs> but some might say... We didn't get an anal swab or a nasal swab or no, whatever they're doing. No, but thank nowadays. goodness it's gone. And it just this thing... It, it, but all of us got it. All of us. And, and all of us now are and it was just, strong and healthy. It just again. makes us so tired. Yeah. It's really hard to get through the day. <laughs> you know, we're doing this thing. We're doing this thing. First of all, today's show, and I always forget to do this. Today's show is brought to you by Silver Bullet Anti-Aging. Thank you, Susie Bell. Right. Uh, if you uh, are past the, if you're a guy and you're past the age of 35, look at getting your testosterone levels tested. Yep. And if they're low, bump them up to normal. And I'll tell you what, it just changes your whole life, right? Yep. It is. It, You'll go back to healthy, basically. So, so silverbulletantiaging.com and Blessed Bodywear, of course. Oh, thank you. That's what supports us and our kids and family and keeps everybody fed. Uh, it's You're designing now for spring, right? I and am. It's kind of late for you to be doing that, isn't it? Well, you just do what you got to do. You know, with this whole move, I did not have much space to, to design. Well, it was but move and then everybody was sick. You kind of oh, lost, you lost a better part but of the month. But it's getting done and it's going to be amazing. Because the crazy thing is, is when, when no matter who's sick, <laughs> you're actually, the one looking after everybody. Actually, I was the only one that didn't get sick. Well, you did, but you only, you only had, I think, I, two I was days. only allowed two days. Two days. <laughs> everybody else can stretch it out a week, but exactly. Anna got two days. Oh, and I milked it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're uh, we're back. Everything's great. I mean, the, the weather here is incredible. Yeah, We've been going. Really uh, this is, you know, the beginning of January. Oftentimes, a very common thing in in the Christian community is that people do this Daniel fast. Right. It's our first time. Yeah, and it was just like I've heard of it before. My friend Chandra Tanji, you know, mm -hmm. she's a pastor and she's talked about it before. And Every I'm, year she would tell me, Let's do it together. Right now, I'm like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Not fasting. <laughs> and uh, and and really the, the crazy thing is is, you know, you looked into it and you wanted to do it and I was like, Oh mm -hmm. this woman, you know, and <laughs> Like I do with I all things in life, the, the follow along, uh, and, you, and you change my life for the better every time, but it's, I always go into it kicking and screaming, but um, but this thing has been great. It's actually basically, I guess, just a vegetarian diet, right? Or just eating lots of vegetables and fruits and, and Honestly, things. it's vegan because you don't get any dairy, right? So it's vegan. Okay, yeah. So basically what it is, is for however many days you commit for our church, we're doing for 21 days. Um, not, not the entire church, but I'll, I think most people, a lot, a lot of people, of yeah, a lot of them. 
And uh, there's so a you lot need- of people. Like I'm surprised. I, you know, maybe it's one of those things. You know, when you buy a Ford truck, all of a sudden all you see is Ford trucks. But, right. But it it seems like everybody we know is doing this Daniel fast. Yeah. It, well, that's what our pastor said. Is that you know they do every year at church. But he said that a lot more churches did this year. And uh, you know. And here's the thing, we're, we're here, you know, we're going to talk about the and diet. And it's not just because it's post-COVID and everybody's fat. No, and, and that's <laughs> the main thing. And, you know, our pastor has a, a sermon about it, but it's not a diet. You, you're supposed to give up the things that give you comfort or pleasure or whatever, you know, that you eat and drink. So every time you crave those things... You pray, and yeah. by praying more throughout the day, you get closer to God. So mm-hmm. that is the idea of fasting, is humbling yourself so you get closer to God. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense, because for me, you know, honestly, like, this was great timing to, because ever since we moved, everything that we went through this year, and li- the last couple of years, but this year, and then ever since we moved and we were on the road, living on the road for a month, and then we're moving and food became very like whatever is convenient and fast. And, you know, like I wasn't, it is for most people. I, I mean, most like people it are, is for most people. And I can't say that I was eating bad. I think, you know, compared to the regular population i was still eating very healthy i'm always very conscious but no i wasn't chopping vegetables and making food for from scratch three four times a day you know and so i wanted to go back to that because that's that's how we saved your life well, and we're, we want to we're going to talk about that's that what we're going to talk about but you know even us knowing that's the answer knowing mm-hmm. that's what makes us feel good we still deviated from that and started feeling Really not great. Well, and the irony is, is like like now I'm, and I think part of it is, you know, I'm not sick, right? But right. this is the second week. Right. I remember back, and we'll get into this in a minute, when I did the other thing that For you got me started time. on. Yeah. It was around the same point in time. It was yeah. about the second Day week. Nine. All of a sudden, like, I've got energy to burn. Right. I'm happy, positive. Like, I'm training like I've never trained before. Right. And, and got patience with the kids till the end of time. Right. Uh, it's just it does help that this time it comes with prayer in addition to well, the diet. That's that's the whole other side of it. But I'm, I'm just talking about the physiological changes sure. and yes. and and the physiological changes have been extremely noticeable. Yes, like my my ability to concentrate on a task for mm-hmm. a period of time. You know, I was honestly starting to think like, oh my god, I'm 62. I'm starting to lose my marbles because I couldn't couldn't remember stuff. Right, like simple stuff that I should be able to remember, and I was starting right. to get freaked out. Right, right, and I don't. I'm not having those problems now. Right. Like, like all of that stuff has just all come back. And, and, and then on top of it, I mean, this is very much a spiritual thing. So we yes. go every morning at six o'clock, yeah, we go to the church to for an hour of prayer. And I didn't know what that was all about. Right. But during the Daniel fast, they're offering it throughout the week. And so we go. Yeah. And and uh, I I missed one day because I was out of town doing a photo shoot for Blessed. Yeah. And then one day I missed because Elaine wanted to go with you, and right. so I stayed home and watched the kids. Right. Right. But uh, but wow, I, and I don't know any other way to say it. It's just like you know the the that environment, and everybody's hurting. Everybody's you know. But the whole thing is it's. 
they're all going through something, but they're finding the courage to get through it, and they're yes. doing it through prayer, and they're really leaning on God actively. Yes. And when you walk in the room, it's palpable. Yes. And and the intensity of the prayer and yes. the, the relationship with God and how all of that is evolving is just like it's beyond words. I, I, I never thought that, you know, they said, oh, you know, the, the, a lot of breakthroughs, it's like, good gosh. <laughs> yes. You know, the breakthroughs, the clarity, the yes. holy smokes, you know, and, and so it's just been, you know, I always thought of prayer was something that I did, you know, get up in the morning and you thank God for the day and, you know, like right. that. This is an ongoing conversation Yes. where you're studying the word you're studying like i'm reading my bible and i'm learning things and i'm talking to god about those things and i'm talking and it's just a whole other level but i mean that's that's a whole other show but yes <laughs> but it's uh no and and that and that that's it and i think you know uh, as as people and as christians we evolve yeah. you know and so i agree with you when when we did this uh, the first time, uh, a diet like this, a, a, a diet a, like this, a change, change your life diet. Um, it was because you were given six months to live. Yeah, you know, and so well, it, it, yeah, we'll unpack that in a minute. Yeah, yeah but so th this that is the short, the, the it, yeah. short version, and it was kind of like it got to a point where Terry was like, I don't want to take, they, they wanted to give him five medications. I don't want to take any of this. So I will do, I will follow whatever diet to a T, 100%, whatever it takes, because I don't want to die. You know, you're, you're at that point and you're that committed. And so you go through the hard part to get to the part where you're like, this is life changing. I feel so much better, right? And literally change your life. He healed your body, he healed your heart. And now we got here where, you know, six and a half years went by and we kept, let's say, 80%, but the 20% that, that we started deviating and then stress comes and we start looking for comfort in, in things that feel good, right? And so eating something sweet feels good, you know, for that, that little time you're doing it. But I think, speaking just from our perspective, we went through such a life-changing experience just now having to having death threats having a loss of our former foster son you know we raised him for five years just and, and never mind anything else but like i was telling you today just the f just how much we miss him yeah you know just you you like it's impossible to explain and then we move here and don't get me wrong it's such a blessing florida is but everything changed. but it's changed it's new you know we don't have a, now we're starting to build a community with our church but we don't have you know those friends that you know for 20 years and you know you oh you need this you talk to this person and you know you don't have that it's not comfortable it's not home yet and so you are at that point that in many ways is exactly where we were then, mm -hmm. where it was um, like an emergency. It was, we need to do this. We need breakthroughs. We need, we are only here because God brought us here. <clears throat> we need to be close to him. So we're, you're willing to make that sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, literally overnight, and I'll tell you the truth, the food I enjoy. So I was excited about the food, even though, you know, at first, First couple of days, a little bit hard, but coffee, <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine today and, you know, so we all have our things and 
So you're not supposed to have any caffeine. You're mm -hmm. supposed to only drink water or light juices or so no caffeine. I drink like coffee is my thing Barrels. and it's not I don't drink my coffee with a lot of stuff in it. And that like we have a guy out front right now with a donkey and two bags of coffee one <laughs> on each side just for Anna's daily fix. And I like my cloth, my coffee black and strong and first thing in the morning. And then I, I have it, you know, then I have it right before I go to the gym and then I have it again in the afternoon and I'll make up for it by drinking so much water that I won't get dehydrated. <laughs> but, you know, so that's what my body's used to. Mm -hmm. That was the hardest for me. And every time I thought about coffee, I just thought, you know, this is time to pray. And the first couple of days, it feels weird and mm -hmm. it feels uncomfortable. And I had to take and, an and aspirin. I, and I, you're, you're annoyed, like you're annoyed. Yes. So you don't want to pray, like you want to be ticked off, right? You right. don't want to like, oh God, thank you for this. It's like, I want my coffee, okay? Yes, <laughs> you know? yes. You know, and and everything's like, annoying you at that point. And right? you're like, can I? And so a friend of mine goes, well, he says no caffeine. You can have decaf. I'm like, I can't because I'll drink a gallon of it and then I won't be sacrificing. I would just be right. doing my diet stuff right. that I like anyway. So and you, it's, it's not this, this that we're talking about. The Daniel fast is not a diet. It's, right. It's a process. Right? It's a process. But, but the thing is, is that the same things apply. Like, like I want to bounce over now and talk about this whole thing. Now this Whereas, happened and I might get my years wrong, but I just ask me, you know, I'm good. At I that. know that's, that's, I, <laughs> I wrote down some notes here because I'm trying to remember, are these years right? But anyway, the first time I had, uh, I used to have an issue with atrial fibrillation. Right. Which is unusual in younger men, but it's just something that I had. Yep. And uh, I think it was mostly probably first started with this stress and mm -hmm. workload, right? Mm -hmm. uh, now, in I think it was 2001 that I went, First, I was hospitalized. Yes, and they did a whole battery of tests because you're, you know, we, I was visiting in the U.S. at the time. Yep, and uh, which is different than Canada. You know, Canada you do the bare minimum. Here, you know, you get like they throw the because you have you. a because travel get, insurance. Well, you have insurance. Yeah. So they want to milk insurance, yeah. right? Well, the upside to that was is that I found out then that I had a severely enlarged heart. Right. That I was in congestive heart failure. Right, which is... And and, uh, <clears throat> and the doctor was not very benevolent, but anyway... Uh, and I you had, were in your early 40s, early to mid 40s. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I had uh, what they call an ejection fraction of 35. Now, what an ejection fraction is, is when your heart beats that ejection fraction number is is the um, amount of blood percentage of blood that right. leaves your heart at the time and normal is between 55 and 70 right and mine was 35 at the time right <clears throat> and so he told me listen he said at the time i was you know 245 pound power lifter kind of guy right yeah and so he said you know you did this to yourself it's because you're lifting weights yep. and uh, he said because of that you'll never get on a a, a list for a heart as right. a donor, you never get a, a you know for a heart transplant. And he said, uh, if you continue working out and eating the way you're eating, he says you're only going to live ten years. He said, if you change everything, you might make it to fifteen. Right. And I he said, that. but you're going to die. He says, there's no, you're not going to get on a list for a heart. He says, nobody will ever, you know, you'll never get a heart. That's it. You're going to die. You got fifteen years to live, and that's it. Boom, yep. done. Yep. And I thought, wow. <laughs> yep. And so anyway. Uh, left there and really didn't change a whole heck of a lot <laughs> uh that was 
sedentary. Uh, well, I mean, I was a bodybuilder. I've been, I right. eat, you know, eat well. What does that mean? Well, back then, for me, what that was is calories in, calories out, right? <laughs> right. And so, uh, you know, I was eating chicken and potatoes and rice. Yeah, and all that stuff. And, and is is no vegetables, no fruits, no yeah. anything. You know, and hydrating. You know, when when necessary, when I was, you know couldn't breathe any longer and, yeah. and and so it was just kind of like that and i was just doing that meathead bodybuilder diet right yeah. and i've been doing it for years and years and years and years and years since right. i was like 14 right? right um and so of course that's not unhealthy so i couldn't understand what the whole issue was right so this went on and i just continued to live my life accepting the fact that i would be dead right. by 57 was supposed to be when my clock ran out yep that was the 15 years and uh, uh, and thinking there was nothing I could do. And they said at some point in time, you know, you can go on some medication that might help the problem a little bit, but there's really nothing you can do yeah. to fix that. Yep. And so this went on and on and on. And then, of course, I was traveling a great deal then. And as the years went on, you know... Uh, well, I remember when when we met and you told me that you had heart problems. We met in 2008. We started yeah. dating in 2008. You told me you had heart problems and I remember you used to fly and come back and your ankles were so swollen. Oh, yeah. I'd be like literally two knuckles deep. Like on your index finger, I'd be two knuckles deep at right. my ankle Right. You used bone. to wear those socks. I used to wear those support hose that old yeah, women wear. old women wear. When yeah. I flew, just so my feet, because my feet, the skin would hurt so bad. Yes. And I remember that I remember you telling me about all this and you didn't have insurance. You work for yourself yeah. and you couldn't afford insurance. Yeah. And so you were like, well, you know, that's what the doctor told me. And I was like, no, that's, you know, yeah. me being me. Right. No, that's not going to happen. You know, you just take care of yourself. But otherwise you were so active and I mean, you've yeah. always worked out so, so much. And, yeah. and so you looked fine yeah you know and then it wasn't until after we got married in 2012 that you started well, having the those solution the solution was take diuretics that's what the doctor right told me. take diuretics yeah right? great Which solution great exactly solution. you know it's going to fix everything no right? and then you start having the um, what is the name of those you start having mini strokes remember TIAs. the tias mm -hmm. you had Three or well, four I had, of those. I had, yeah, and I had many, many problems. I used to get like pneumonia was not every a, year, not a constant thing, but every year. Every I remember year. in Dallas once we were. Yes, I was traveling to cover a show. Yes, and I almost. I had double pneumonia. Yes, I remember <laughs> and that. Couldn't breathe, just gurgling all the time. Yeah. Whenever I lay down to sleep, I was always gurgling. And, yes, uh, you know, I thought it was asthma, so I was getting an inhaler, and pretty soon the inhaler's not working, and it was just a constant. And thing. you used I to have the 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 heart palpitation yeah, things. I used yeah. to have uh, atrial fibrillation. And, and so anyway, I had, I was a mess. And, uh, and then I remember, uh, I was doing consulting work for a doctor, yep. a very prominent doctor. Yep. And, uh, he did ran a whole bunch of tests on me. And he said, he said, listen, you've got the, at very best, you've got six months. Yep. He said, and and he said, I, you know, we, we need to start you on a bunch of medications. And well, it, that was right after you came out of the hospital. So that I'm going to help you with oh, that timeline. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we got married in 2012 uh, in September. A year later, so in 2013 December, I had five TIAs. You had into all of them in that in in that year, like yeah. within those two years. And then, and then every time you're like, okay, I just need to slow down and get some stress mm -hmm. out of my life and blah, blah, blah. 
Well, right after Christmas, we were at the gym mm -hmm. and you weren't feeling good that week already. And you mm -hmm. were telling me and we were at the gym and Terry's like, oh, I'm well, just going to do my own yeah, thing. We today. went to the gym and, slap uh, you. and I remember, uh, cause, uh, we went to the gym and I, I, what I was worried about is I was worried about having, cause these TIAs, they call them mini strokes. Now you don't get any residual effect, but it's, you feel like you're having a stroke. Yeah. And, uh, and I just, and basically is the red light. Like this is going to happen. Red soon. flag. Yeah. Red, yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's just like, okay, I did not want to be, you know, alive and sitting in the corner blowing bubbles and like that, so that uh, I'm just going to get this over with. So it was right after Christmas, we went to the gym and I said, you go do your thing, I'm going to do mine. Yep. And I intentionally went and trained as hard as I could possibly train, hoping to have a car full cardiac arrest. Yeah. And Brilliant idea. go naturally. Well, well, you just, you know, it's, it's not taking your life, but it's, you know, I, I wanted to control how it was going to happen, I guess. Sure. And, uh, and so I did, I pushed it as hard as I could. I remember we sat down, Mark Anthony and Jay Cutler were there and we yeah. sat down and had a visit with them. Yeah. And then I started not feeling well. Yeah. And then I said to you, I said, you know, we got to go. I, I, I think I might need to run by the hospital. Yeah. And no, so you wanted to go home. And then I remember being in the, in the car and I was reading Facebook and somebody, and I don't remember who it was posted that their friend, went to sleep mm -hmm. and had a, a heart attack or a stroke. I can't remember which one and never woke up the next day. Mm -hmm. And it, that's when you look at me, you're like, I think I should go to the hospital. Cause every day that right. week I told you to go to the and hospital. I was driving. You, did, you were driving. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's how hard it is to live with a man. <laughs> so I, come from, I come from Saskatchewan you in Canada a where farm. Yeah, it's like if a you bull. Get your arm chopped off. You just rub some dirt on it and finish skidooing for the day. So know? anyway, he looks at me, he goes, you know what? Uh, I think I, I do need to go to the hospital and I'm like, okay, let's go. Like, I couldn't believe he was even saying that. I was so yeah. grateful. And I'm like, okay, he's finally going to get checked out. So we get there and he's like, I can't even park. I'm just, just yeah, drop just, me I off. Drop me off out front. And then I, w I was able to walk in and then it hit me when I was sitting in the chair and I, like, I couldn't get a word out. I couldn't. No. I couldn't and then anything. I parked the, I parked the car and I walk in and when I, the, he's doing the check in whatever. And Terry couldn't speak. Uh, he couldn't say his name. He was stuttering to even say a letter out, like anything. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this is over. Like he's having, you know, this is it. And they really wanted just our insurance information. <laughs> well, that was the funny part because we go through the emergency room door and the doctor meets us at the door and stops us. Yeah. I'm on a, on a bed. Yeah. A gurney. And... And he stops us and wanted to know who our insurance is with first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I, yep. I can't remember. I think you said something to him. I can't really remember. Oh my gosh! But anyway, I was so then mad. you you know found out I had insurance at that time, yeah. and it's found out, oh it's good insurance. So you stepped out of the way and let let everybody come in. But uh, but it was you were there for five days. Yeah, and we went through a lot of testing. And the cool thing was, I remember the first night I sent you home. Yeah, you know, because you were downstairs at the emergency. Yeah, and and then you came back and you ended up staying there for the rest of the stay. I think it was five days. Right? Yeah, and uh, and then you just what Anna did is she just uh, like Anna always does, no arguments, no anything, never said anything, <laughs> just sat there and did research for 
four days straight and just and prayed. researched and prayed and researched and prayed. And then um, you just got to know this woman. It's just how she does. She, Anna never says stuff to me in a way that takes anything <laughs> away from me, but she suggests things in a way that make me as a man <laughs> want to do what she wants me to do because it's the right thing. And it's the honorable thing. It's you never say it in a way like you know you bone you bonehead. You know, you never take anything away from me Good. when you admonish me and try to get me to go in your direction. I think that's why a hundred percent of the time you always get me to do all the stuff that I never want to do. <laughs> you know, but that was uh, you know if there's somebody listening out there and you want to talk to your husband, say it in a way that doesn't take any doesn't take his dignity away. Like, I'm a man. I was raised to be a man. That's what got me in trouble in the first place. Right. Talking to me any other way isn't going to get what you want for a result. Right. And I think if there's anything I'd want to pass on to anybody, because well, the, the way you did it, it's just I wanted to do this. And so we went home, and, and now I think this is, and I think we should probably send it, like, you, you wrote all this stuff out. Yeah. And, uh, and I had a, a buddy of mine contact me and ask me about this diet because he's had some heart problems. And then all of a sudden, there was like a whole bunch of people asking. And yeah. that's why we decided to do this podcast. Yeah. But um, I think we'll, we'll put a link. We'll, a link to your website, yeah. But basically what it was is, uh, you know, a lot, I'm trying to recap this. And I'm no doctor, and, and nor yeah, are you. exactly. Nor are you. Nope. But, uh, but the thing is, is... Uh, you know, a lot of the issues that people used to think heart disease, like the point is, is I had no blockages. Right. I've got no blockages anywhere. That's yet, not my yet issue. Yet you were dying from heart failure. Right. And why? Why? Right. Why the congestive heart failure? Why the enlarged heart out of nowhere? And right. so everything that you read took it back to inflammation. Right. And, and, and the solution now, to the inflammation was nutritional and it was a lot of it was gut health yes and that is the cause and and a lot of that information led back to that's one of the leading problems with heart failure yes is inflammation it's yes. not a lot of other stuff and so and so we drank the kool-aid on that and and committed and you gave me uh, a diet which i thought are you out of your freaking mind but you know a pretty smile and i don't underestimate, you know, the power of fishnet stockings and and, and thong panties either, and and a decent set of high heels. That'll convince a guy to do a lot of things. But I did this whole thing, and I look back now and I go like, man, how did you get me to do that? Because it, it was just crazy. But that was God, not me. But it was the same thing. I was two weeks into that, and was like, I've never felt this good in my life, mm -hmm. and. And then when it was over, and it's kind of like this Daniel fast, like everybody's, oh, it's only one more week. And I'm going, I just don't want it to end. Like I'm right. on such a high on this and I feel so good. Well, it was the same thing then. We got past, like the first 10 days was hell. It's hard. It yes. was like, there's not, like, I, I don't know how to say it, guys, other than, you know what, suck it up, buttercup, and just, it's, it's going to be two weeks of hell. Just deal with it and expect it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, don't suck your thumb. Yep. You know? And, and just do the right thing. But when you all of a sudden you get up one day and it's just like all of a sudden you got energy. Right. And you feel good. And it's like, oh my God, you I have never a want clear this to mind. end. Yes. Yeah. And it's just everything just falls into place. And and uh, and so we it was supposed to be for 30 days. Right. And it's just like, I don't want this to end. Right. And so we, we modified it because yep. it's not something that you can do 
for the rest of your life, right. not that part. Right. Um, that was that bone broth thing and like that, right? And then we started, like we were doing the green smoothie juice yeah. things. Yeah. That definitely changed my life. Yes. And what it was is I've never been a vegetable guy. Right. But that made vegetables desirable. You, you can't eat that many vegetables no, in a it's day just too much like volume. it's impossible right yeah. so when you drink it you just drink it it doesn't matter if you like it or not it's it's not bad you no, and the, and you the, learn to love it you oh know? no i love it like i like i'm annoyed like we when we moved out here we, we didn't have our vitamix and right. trust me spend the whatever spend it is spend the money yes buy a vitamix right we, we, they're not advertisers Otherwise you're or anything be chewing on fiber it, the, the bullet doesn't do the same <laughs> no. thing i'm sorry this thing I, I've, we've done it. We've yeah. liquefied an avocado pit right. with this thing. Right. And you really need that. Otherwise, you're going to be drinking chunks. Yes. And it just isn't then, fun. It, then you just can't do yeah, it. Yeah, it's just not. I, I like it. I mean, unless you're one of those people, but I'm not. <laughs> uh, but the juices, uh, I call them juices, but they're smoothies, I guess. Um, that was a big game changer for me. And then introducing slowly introducing more fruits and vegetables into my diet. I'm not vegetarian. Yeah. My body doesn't respond well. Yours does. Yeah. Mine doesn't. You know, I got to have some fish in there and, um, but fish and eggs and, and, um, that's kind of what I went toward. And then I found the foods that like oatmeal bothered me that, which yeah. was crazy because I've eaten it my whole life, but I found things like rice didn't. Right. And pasta, oddly enough, uh, we're gluten-free. So yeah. the gluten-free pasta didn't bother me. Yeah. And so just finding the foods that didn't bloat me and give me gas and bother yeah. me. Finding recipes that are, you know, light and, and but, delicious. But delicious and, yes. Yeah. And so we just started eating that way. And now I would never, now that stuff that was so dear to me before that I couldn't live without. Right. Is a lot of it's just repulsive now. Right. And I just love the way I eat because it just feels so good, mm -hmm. you know. And and as far as you know, you know, being a big guy, like you know, because that's always been the goal, right? Is lifting weights in the gym. And my goals changed somewhat when I got into the fighting sports because it wasn't about just being big; it was about being functional. Right. Well, now uh, because your digestion works so well, you, I actually recover faster from workouts eating less. Mm-hmm. And eating like this mm -hmm. than I ever did when it was, you know, getting my 300 grams of protein a day and right. all that kind of hogwash. It uh, This works better because my digestion works better mm -hmm. and my food is absorbed. My body's actually using it. Right. And so, and so I, after that process, now, now here, so I, and I went to the doctor, uh, for my final cardiac checkup, because after you get out of the hospital and you have an incident like that, you know, yep. they, you got to go and blah, 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 right? Uh, it was it was eight months later. Oh, I was going to ask you. Yeah. yeah. So it was eight months later. I went to the doctor and <clears throat> the cardiologist and did the whole workup that they do with you. For a whole week. Yeah. You had a the heart monitor for a week and yeah. that would beep their sensors every time or yeah. whatever. All of that stuff and had ultrasounds and I think there was an MRI in there somewhere or something and there's a bunch of other stuff and anyway I had no um I had no uh uh, uh detectable plaque anywhere right he said you got the veins of a 30 year old man yeah and he said uh the I remember the guy doing the ultrasound he said oh you know your heart's doing good you're he he did the whatever he did to determine my ejection fraction I think right. it was an ultrasound I could be wrong yeah 
but he said, you, your ejection fraction is 65. And I said, really? Right. I said, are you sure? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, I said, it used to be 35. He says, no, that's impossible. Right. He said, "My this guy was in his late 50s. And he yeah. said, I've been doing this since I got out of college. He said, yeah. I used to work at a cardiac rehab center. You could bring up a few points with meds, he said, and with lifestyle changes. But he said, this is impossible. Right. And I said- I love when they say I impossible. I said that first set of tests was done in the exact same lab. It's right next door. Right. And I said, you can go there and pull the records. And he said, you got to be kidding me. He said, I've never seen this in my life. Yeah. And he said, how'd you do it? And I said, you know, what meds? And I said, I didn't go on meds. Yeah. I said, I didn't want to go on that. I, I got my own personal reasons for that. But right. um, uh, it's just a lot of the stuff. Ah, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel it, right. It didn't feel right. And it was just like, okay, you got to take this one because this one, take your sex drive away. And this one here, this will pick up your, you know, and this will do this. And this, you know, this counteracts it. And it's like, forget that crap, right. you know. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die. I'm yeah. taking all these ridiculous drugs. And so, and we really, I really want to. And we're not to, telling you to do that. No, no, no. <laughs> we're not subscribing that at all by any stretch. That was a personal choice that yes. I made. Um, uh and just understand, I had been hospitalized five times, and every time I've been given a litany of drugs I was supposed to go take. Yeah. And I was there, like like somebody would come and do my blood pressure in the middle of the night, but they would do it wrong. Yeah. They couldn't fit the cuff on my arm at the time because my arm was too big. So they right. do it in my forearm, and then I've got high blood pressure. Well, right. in the morning, I don't have high blood pressure because I get a different cuff. Yeah. Well, now they want to prescribe me high blood pressure medication. Yep. You know, so, so stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um, so anyway... Uh, Long story short, I go back and my ejection fraction was 65. Yep. Blood pressure's normal. There's no damage anywhere visible and in no my heart. no enlarged heart. Yeah, and no enlarged heart. You said your heart is a normal size. And I was like, what? Like, you got to be kidding me, right? right. And, and so uh, now I, I, I'm a Christian. I believe in God and God walks and does perform miracles and God performed a miracle there. Mm-hmm. Uh the underlying issue here was that Anna and I were foster parents, but if I could not get a clean bill of health, um, we couldn't adopt kids. There, I wouldn't yeah. be able to adopt kids. Yeah. And, and neither, we didn't even want to, you know, you don't want no, to, I adopt didn't want to adopt kids if I'm going to be falling dead in six right. months. Right? right. And so that was, it was a very heavy time and it was, I had kind of written that part of our life off, you know, yeah. and I just wanted to just enjoy my years for whatever I was going to have. And and then I went in there and it was crazy because it was on my birthday, remember? I do. I remember. And it was on my birthday and I went in there and I did not expect that yep. at all. I, yep. I was expecting, okay, you've got X number. It was your this 56th amount of time to live. birthday. Yeah, I've got this much time to live. Yeah. You see? Because basically the clock was, I was supposed to be dead by 57. Right. This was 56. Right. I was, I, I wanted to get a number, how long I got to live and then decide what I want to do at that time. Right. And I walked out with, hey, you're going to be living for, you said, you probably outlive me. He said, you know. Right. And he said, you're perfectly fine. You can come back in five years if you want or not. He said, right. if you have a problem, let us know. Yeah. And that was it. And so from that point forward, there's been times when we've deviated and I don't feel good. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't have heart issues, but I just don't feel good, and right. I want to get right back on it. And so, and I and I want to say something because uh, you're right. We're Christians, and we do believe in God, and we do believe in miracles. Um, our pastor said something a couple of weeks ago, and it, that hit home. And 
I do believe that is that you can pray for miracles, but you also have to obey and do the work. Right. You know, you can't just pray and just sit and wait and do nothing unless that's what he's telling you to do, you know? And the thing is, is up to that point, you know, when, when I was at that hospital, I remember, you know, it was, I, I can't remember timelines. I'm not good at timelines, but I remember before that I just resigned myself to the fact that I was going to die right in my mid fifties yeah. somewhere because and you believe that doctor. Yeah, yeah. And I just believe that for 15 years, right? Right. That that's just what's going to happen. And yeah. so, because it was just like, absolutely, there's absolutely nothing that can be done. Yeah. Period. Zip. Nothing. Right. You know, and uh, the best we can do is give you some diuretics. Right. And that was it. And something that might make your heart pump a little harder. And, and uh, you know, but they come with this and this and this. And I said, ah, I don't want that. You right. Know? And so uh, I had just resigned myself to that fact. And then when I realized there was actually something else that maybe we could do when I had some hope, it was like, you know what? I think I want to live. Like, I think I want to live and I want to, if God blesses us with the opportunity to raise these kids. Because, again, I never wanted kids at this age. You know, <laughs> you didn't think you were Brazilian. <laughs> and now you say what? <laughs> yeah. And, and now the kids are, they're everything. Right. You know, I want to live to be, uh, you know, a hundred years old. Right. Right. I'm going to have to, to pay for everything. But, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, it's just kids really bring and anybody that's got kids that are older or anybody that's a grandparent, you yeah. know, um, they just bring so much into your life. You know, like our kids are, you know, they're three, five, and six, and everything is new. Yes, you know? and their imagination. Is oh, just my incredible. gosh. And so, and I'm, you know, I'm cracking jokes and playing with them and doing silly things and, you know, showing them new stuff. And yeah. they, they're so excited. And they, they just, every day is just a gift to them, yeah. you know, and they get the absolute most out of it. And so it makes, instead of sitting, you know, staring at Matlock reruns, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing, you know, going looking at snails. Right. You know, and now, geez, I don't know. I got to read up on a snail and see what that's supposed you can tell. So, so it's just put so much more into your life and each day has purpose. And I wake up every day excited to see what they're going to want to do. Like I'm excited to see them. Yeah. You know, it's really, really hard being away from you and being away from them now. Yes. I know when I've gone on the road a few times, you know, to to do stuff since we've moved here, it's uh, it's just like, man, I, I just don't want to ever be apart from them. Right. You know, it's just so great. But so anyway, it was uh, it was a huge blessing, and this is really what God wanted me for. And so I think he took me right to that edge where that last one was the worst one. I think the next one would have probably been yep. one that is not going to, I wouldn't have recovered from. Right. And... Um, and here's the thing if terry can do this anybody can do this yeah he's the most hard-headed that's not farm boy refuse to believe that (laughs) the the things (laughs) one way you know and but he chose life and so he wanted to live well there's all part of that with part of that culture guys in my generation you know again you know you get your arm cut off you just rub a little dirt on it and carry on you know i broke my leg training for a fight once and I would train on it for a month broken. Didn't go to the doctor, you know, of course and not. go in and kick the bag for half an hour first to make it, it hurts so bad. You, I can't even imagine like why I would do that, but I, I did just to make it numb so I could train, you know? And, and so that's that generation. And I think and that's that culture I come point. from. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> so if he can do this and change his meat potatoes to yeah. uh, basically a vegetarian diet. Yeah, um, it, and it's really, it, it's a vegetarian diet. It's really, I, I you know, because I'm sure some vegetarian. It's hard to put labels on it because you have a hairy like vegetarian would be banging down my door. Stop trying. it. <laughs> <laughs> You're married to one, and I don't have hairy legs. My hippie, <laughs> but you know that's just it. You know, somebody would say oh, that's not vegetarian. You know, they but but what it is is it's just you know eating vegetables, like eating good, healthy eating vegetables from the source, that not have processed foods. Yeah, that have a purpose. You right. know what I mean? Like right. everything has a purpose, right? And so this has got lots of this, and I'm going to eat that. You know, and, and so eating anti-inflammatory foods, which is very important for me and the one thing that i get stuck on is sugar yep you know and so that's a you know and it'll start that's with a little comfort. bit yeah and start with a little bit and turn into a lot and so yeah. i have to catch myself on throughout that. the day yep, yeah it's easy and, so, and with kids and that's the difference is kids. that you know when we started this we didn't have kids and then we had babies and babies eat baby food but now that they're older you know it, and our kids eat healthy but they still eat kid stuff you know we don't take all their sugar away mm -hmm. you know they have treats and and like that they're they're normal kids well it's like what i catch myself doing this fast is like usually i'll take you know if they don't finish their oatmeal i'll i'll finish for them you know with and it has brown sugar in them and i'm like oh i can't have this or whatever it is you know you end up having a little bit of their gluten-free mac and cheese or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's like no i don't need to eat that well so. that's the thing like like doing this thing uh what it done it, it's just brought that discipline back there's a goal and there's a discipline and i'm just not going to fail at that discipline mm -hmm. right and so but doing it the 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 payoff is uh, you know what it is and so is your life you know, I always have goals for my training, but I don't have goals with my food. Right. And that's something that I'm going to introduce now after this fast is I'm going to have goals for my food. Yep. And, um, you know, if I want to, and that way too, if I want to go and have some pizza with the kids one day, I can plan that and right. have it one day. And right. that's, that's it. And it's not the end of the world. I'm not going to die from that. Exactly. You know? But when it becomes pizza three times a week, mm -hmm. that's not, that's going to get me in a bad place. Right. You know, absolutely. And so the other big thing that that changed uh, besides the food is that I had to make some major changes in my work. Like I have a hard time sleeping. This is going to be a different. This will have to be another show. Yeah. Uh, and somebody wrote and asked us about that, too. But I, I learned how to manage my stress. Yes. Better because I, I have issues like I, I have a hard time sleeping. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and I have always got, and I always... You have a lot on your plate all the time. Well, and, and I, I intentionally had. put it on my plate because it's some. It's hard for me to just sit still and relax right. And, right. and do stuff like that. And so we had a conversation in the vehicle last night about balance. Mm -hmm. And I realized something really, really important. And so, uh, but that, we'll save that for another show. Anyway, I, I this is starting to get long. Listen, if you, if you're interested if you got more questions and again we are this is what i did this is the choice that i made uh it we're was, not doctors <laughs> we're not doctors we're not dietitians we're not professional anything but this is this is what i did and it worked for me you can take that and you know medication i think uh there's there's medications that we use when we need them right i've got i've got nothing against medication uh i just think you know, 
food can solve a lot of problems. Food yeah. creates a lot of problems. Yep. And you can solve them by changing the food you put in your body. Yes. That just makes sense. And, uh, you know, the analogy I always use is, okay, if you've got a glass of water and I just take one, just one little drop, liquefied drop of dog crap, and I just drop it in there, that shouldn't hurt you, right? It's like, no, I don't want one drop. Okay, well, yeah. you know, when you understand what things do to your body, um, and, and again, for me, like oatmeal gives me problems, doesn't give you problems. Right. But for me, like, I just don't want to put that in my body just because I know I'm going to have a bad day. Mm-hmm. And and when it's just compounded by a whole bunch of things all at once, you just feel like crap and you don't know why. Wow, I must be getting old, you know, or all my joints hurt, you yeah. know. It's like, hmm. Yep. Instead of taking something to get rid of the joint pain, right. why not look at what's causing it? And that right. was the whole impetus behind this is, okay, what's causing the problem? Exactly. And so it was go back, fix the gut health, get my gut working properly again, uh, which in immediately got rid of a lot of the inflammation and then introducing foods back in that are not going to create inflammation and foods that are anti-inflammatory. Yep. You know, and, and that's essentially what we did. And that was what that and God yes, are, are what solved our my problems. So That's right. hopefully that helps somebody. Uh, again, goodladunscripted.com. You can go there. Um, I'm writing. I'm starting writing again, guys. So if you like what I write, I'm, I'm plastering it out there. Uh, you can reach me at tgoodlad at me.com. Uh, that's my email if you got any questions and we'll, we'll attach a link to the diet stuff at the bottom of this. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode of Good Light Unscripted, the podcast.